Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I thank you so much for this opportunity to get into the word of God. We look to you, Holy Spirit, as our as the spirit of truth to lead us and guide us into the truth. We open our hearts to you. We fully expect to receive from you. Father God, we're not just going to be hearers of the word of God, but by your grace, be doers of it. And we understand completely because we are doers of the word. We shall be blessed. We thank you for it in Jesus name. Everyone said amen. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25. And as you're turning there, let me remind you of what we've been studying on for several, several weeks. Uh, And that is what manner of man is this? Referring to what manner of man Jesus was when he walked the earth. And so far in this study, we've seen that Jesus was a man of prayer. Jesus was a man who always operated in the love of God. Jesus was a man who uh, 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 operated in authority. And more recently, we saw that Jesus was a man who was faithful. Faithful to always do what his father asked him to do. And as Christians, as his disciples, how many know we should be people of prayer? How many believe that we should be people who are always walking in the love of God? How many believe that we should be people who are using our God-given authority and thwarting the plans of the enemy? Do you understand that you have authority over the devil? It's not something that we have to attain. It's ours in Christ Jesus. And when the devil's coming against us, we can use that authority against him. And I'm telling you, if we could only see him in the, in the spirit realm and see what happens when someone speaks the name of Jesus against the enemy. He, I mean, you could see, uh, uh, if you could just envision someone cowering on the ground in fear. That's the way the devil is when it comes, when we, I mean, when we sp- simply speak the name. The name above all names, Amen. So we have authority, and we've seen that. And as uh, uh, how many know we should be people who are faithful? Faithful to do whatever God is asking us to do. I said we're called to be faithful. Amen. And, and that means whether it's whether, what God speaks to us in his word or by his spirit. We're called to be faithful. And I believe we can say with complete authority in here that we serve a God who is uh, really big on faithfulness. How many believe that's true? That our God is really big on faithfulness. He is a faithful God and he expects us to be faithful. And here in Matthew chapter 25, we've seen that the rewards we receive from the Lord are being determined right now by what we're doing with what he's given us. Did you hear what I just said? You're determining your rewards right now by what you're doing with what he's giving us. What are you doing with what he's giving you? What are you doing with what he's giving you? In other words, our faithfulness to do what the Lord is telling us to do. And I want you to get this. No matter how small or insignificant it may seem to be. If we're faithful to do what God is asking us to do and to use the gifts he's put given to us to further his kingdom in the earth today, friends, listen to me, it will always result in rewards for all of us. Always. You will be rewarded for your faithfulness as long as we are found faithful. Now there in Matthew chapter 25, we saw how two men, one with five talents, the other with two talents, 
they increased what they were given. And even though the one with five talents doubled what he had been given, and the one with two talents only doubled what he got, both men received the same commendation from the Lord, well done, good and faithful servant. How many know that's true? Both of them got the same commendation from the Lord. So what does this show us? First of all, it shows us that being found faithful will bring increase in our lives. If you do something with what you're, you're given, you can expect to see increase in your life. Plus, it also says this, because, and this, I think this is so big, because I think this is where so many Christians miss it. It shows us with the person who had two, been given two talents, that instead of getting angry and getting upset and being frustrated because he didn't get as many as the one who got five talents, and he, instead of looking at it as something being insignificant compared to his, he went ahead and did something with what he had been given. He got increase in his life, and he got the same commendation from the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? I, it just, I don't know why it's the mindset of so many. What can I possibly do at the church? Who am I? What, what skills do I have? Friends, if you can stand at a door and smile and shake someone's hand, you're doing something for the kingdom of God. If you can sit at home and lift this church and pray for an hour, intercede for this church, you're doing something for the kingdom of God. It may be God has blessed you and, and given you the gift to prosper. And so then you can use your finances to help this church fulfill its destiny. You're being found faithful with what he's given you. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. Did you hear how I said that? And, and, and that means in your own life. When God is asking you to do something, never look upon it as being insignificant. I have clean toilets. I have cleaned sanctuaries. I have pretty much done it all. And I was willing to do those things because I had the mentality, I wasn't doing it for Pastor Jim, I was doing it for Jesus. And I tell you, when you have that kind of an attitude, it enables you, enables you to keep going and going and going. And, you know, to keep yourself from getting frustrated. I mean, when you're picking up snot rags that have been forced down between the seats, or you're picking up someone's fingernail clippings in a church service... I mean, in, the, in this church sanctuary, when you're cleaning up the toilets, hallelujah, you got to have God's grace to do those things. But see, so many people would think that's below me. I don't do that. I've got a greater gift in me. Let me tell you a little secret here, what you need. It's called humility. You need to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And trust God to exalt you in due season. But God is not going to exalt you in due season if you're operating in pride. The Bible says God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You want to be enriched? You want to be increased? Be found faithful and humble yourself. Be willing to do whatever God is asking you to do. Never look down upon it. Never despise the day of small beginnings. Instead, say, God, I, I don't care what you're asking me to do. If it's from you, I'm willing to do it. Amen? Yes. So important that we learn to do those kinds of things. Praise the Lord. But what about those who are unfaithful? They're in Matthew chapter 25. 
We also saw that the man with one talent, operating in fear, hid what he had been given. I want to say this once again. Fear is not an option for us as Christians. I don't know if you've ever dealt with fear before in your life. I don't know if it's something that you struggle with today. But it is not something that you need to play around with absolutely even for a moment. What is the greatest fear that man faces? For most, I mean, it is the number one fear. Death, dying. Can I ask you a question? As a Christian, should we fear death? Now, the getting dead part isn't a pleasant thing to think about. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying that. But the bottom line is death should not bring fear to us at all. Because think about it. What is death to you and me? We simply leave this body and we're in the arms of the Lord. We're in his presence forever. Did you hear that? So that should be something we're rejoicing about. Glory to God. I was even pondering. It was, I was in my office praying last night. And as I'm praying, looking out at the clouds and the sunset and everything else. And, and I, for whatever reason, I began to just think about Jesus. I am so ready for you to come back. I am so ready for you to just break that sky open. Shout. Say, come up hither, because I'm going up thither. I don't even know if I said that right, but I'm going up to meet him in the air. How about that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I just, there's just so much that we're not even aware of when it comes to that, about what awaits us. And, and, and I don't think we fully comprehend. It's just like, I, I'm, 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 I'm going somewhere with this, I trust. Hallelujah. There's just something that's in us that if, that's a good way to say it, Lord, thank you. We've got to become more eternity-minded instead of here and now-minded. And I understand, this is, it sounds great, and it's, yeah, 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 I, I'm eternity-minded. I know that I'm going to live forever with the Lord and everything else. It's easy to say that, but in reality, to live that way. What I'm trying to get across is this. When you have eternity on your mind, you're not going to get so caught up in the things around you. You're not going to get so focused on, on, on what I have, the clothes I wear, what I'm going to eat, and things along those lines. How, I wonder how that person thinks about me. I wonder what that person's saying about me. Those things just go out the window when your mind's set on eternity. Because then, instead of being intimidated by people, when you've got your mind on eternity, boy, you want to go up and share Jesus with everybody. Because, again, you want them to spend eternity with you as well. And the only way that's, just gonna, that's gonna happen is if they know Jesus Christ. See how I'm saying that? But I want us to have ourselves so focused on Jesus, on things above, and on eternity, that we're going to get bold about sharing Jesus with others. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. So fear should never be a part of our lives as Christians. We should never be intimidated to share Jesus with anybody. They need to know we're a Christian. I know uh, I'll, I'll call out Riley on this. She had an opportunity. And I don't, what was the course you took that you did that little spiritual thing? What was the name of the class? It's your class, girlfriend. I don't go there. Huh? 
It was a health care class. But, huh? Self-care. Self-care. Anyway, <laughs> what that has to do with makeup, I have no clue. But anyway, so uh, uh, she they had to do a spiritual poster, a spiritual vision board. And so what did she do? She put on there all kinds of things, scriptures and things about the Holy Spirit and her walk with God. And I was like, going, you go, girl. Because in that, those classes, man, they had little rocks they were supposed to be praying to. I don't know, all kinds of silly stuff that they were doing and so forth and so on. But Riley was letting them know I'm a Christian. And they knew that she was a Christian. Amen. But that's the way we got to be. Amen. No fear is allowed. No fear is allowed. Absolutely no fear is allowed. And, it went, and I'm not just talking about uh, being afraid of a snake. I'm not just talking about being afraid of heights. Has there any, anybody besides me ever dealt with heights? Oh, hallelujah. I could go off on that one, but I won't. But anyway, but fear, we should never have fear in our lives to do what God's calling us to do. That's where I was going. We cannot ever fear what God's asking us to do. We have got to say, God, if you're telling me to do this, I'm going to step out and do this. That's called being found faithful. And then we can expect increase. But is that what happens here with this guy? The one with ta one talent? No. He's operating in fear. He hides his talent. And, and so uh, I want to pick up reading in this account in verse 24. I want to see what happens to this individual who does nothing with what he's given. Verse 24 says, Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. So notice, how, what is he doing here? He has this false image of his master. And his, this false image of his master has called, caused him to start operating in fear. I was afraid because I knew this is who you were. You were a hard taskmaster, for lack of a better way of saying it. I knew that you were cruel. And so I was afraid I wouldn't hid your talent in the ground. Look, here, this is yours. Now notice verse 26. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You know, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received my back, received back my own with interest. Do you know what that there's actually I think it's in the Aramaic. The meaning of that is you could have put it in as an offering to the God and got increased back on it. And I've never heard that before. I just read that it's in the Passion Bible translation. I thought that was really cool. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Verse 28, so take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. So what are these verses telling us? What are these verses telling us? They're telling us that the ones who were faithful to be good stewards over what the Lord had given them were rewarded with more. While the one who was unfaithful ended up losing to even the little that he had been given. In other words, faithfulness brings increase. Unfaithfulness brings decrease. Now, it may not happen overnight. 
But the bottom line is you will see it happen. Friends, I'm convinced. I am convinced that there will be many people, many Christians, standing before the Lord Jesus Christ on Judgment Day, who are going to be astonished and saddened at what the Lord had for them to do, but they never did because they were not faithful in the little things that God was asking them to do. Did you hear that? Man, I, I have to st- I slow down when I'm sharing this because I'm searching my heart. I want to be found faithful. I want to be found faithful. It starts with the little things. I would never be here as your pastor if I wasn't found faithful over at Missoula Bible Church. I'm convinced of that. I had never even thought about being a senior pastor. And I was there for over 10, no, over 12 years. And during those 12 years, there was a lot of slack that needed to be jerked out of my life. And there was. A lot of growing up that needed to be done. A lot of growing up. But through it all, God was always there for me. He was always faithful to me. And when I found, was found faithful to do what I was asked to do with a good attitude, that's when God said, it's time. He tapped me on the shoulder and says, it's time. It's time to go to Bozeman and start a church. And here I am. It would have never happened, my friends. It would have never happened if I wasn't found faithful. You've got to be found faithful with the little things. Listen to me. I am convinced, as I just said, so many will stand before Jesus, and Jesus said, this is what I had for you to do. And you're going to look, you can almost, what? That's what you had for me to do? But you never saw that vision come to pass because you weren't first found faithful with the little things he was asking you to do. My, my, my. Smile real big. I know it's, it's sobering, isn't it? It really is. It's sobering. But how many know that if you're not where you need to be, if you haven't been, haven't been found faithful, how many know you can adjust? How many know that the blood of Jesus is greater than that? How many know that if you repent, turn away from that and turn back to God and say, God, I'm going to go back. I'm going to say this in just a moment, that very same statement. Go back to where God told you to do something. Pick it up. Start to do it. Be found faithful. You're listening. Oh, hallelujah. See, this is not to bring condemnation. This is to bring correction, obviously, which all of us need. But the bottom line is if we're getting ourselves corrected by the Holy Spirit, what is he setting us up for? Increase. To be greatly blessed. Amen. You know, you've been found faithful in, in helping this church out, for example, like in nursery or in children's classrooms. And all of a sudden you come to find out that God has a gift inside of you to write nursery books or to, to write children's books or something along those lines. Books that are going to go worldwide. You might think, well, pff, how could that ever happen? It never will with that attitude. You've got to go... You've got to believe that the God you live for, the God you serve, is bigger than you are. 
See, it isn't about you. It's not about your talents in and of yourself. It's not about that. It's what he can do through you. He needs you to, be, to step up to the plate and be found faithful. You're, if you're found faithful, God, I'm going to give my all. I'm going to, and and the, you know, let me just throw this in for free right here. When I said that earlier about myself, when I was over at Missoula Bible Church, I never had any inkling that I would become a senior pastor. I was going to become the, and, and my wife can attest to this, I was going to become the best youth pastor I can possibly be. And then when he promoted me also to assistant pastor, my attitude was that I was going to become the best assistant pastor I can possibly be. And then from there, children's pastor. The bottom line was, is I had to be found faithful where I was at to keep getting promotions. To bring, see, increase coming to my life. But see, now that I'm here... I'm going to have to go beyond right now where I'm at and say, God, what you're asking me to do, I'm supposed to be called faithful to do it, no matter how small or insignificant it may seem to be. But I know when I'm doing that, you're going to show me bigger things and bigger things and bigger things. It's like when you reach out and you take a step of faith and you see it come to pass. And then when you get there, you see a whole lot more in front of you. And so what do you do then? Take the next step. And you look out when you take that next step. Oh my goodness gracious, look at that. Look at that. And then you're found faithful when you do the next step. And the next step. And the next step. Hallelujah. Faithfulness brings increase. Amen. Faithfulness brings increase. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you are found unfaithful. This does not happen overnight, nor does increase happen overnight. Your found faithful increase is coming, friends. You, I'm telling you, right now it's coming. It may not happen overnight. It may not happen in a week's time. It may not happen in a month's time. It may not happen in a year's time. It may not happen in 10 years' time. The bottom line is it's coming. Because God is faithful to look over His Word to perform it in your life. If you're found faithful to do what He's asking you to do. But the same thing holds true in the area of unfaithfulness. If you're not faithful to do what he's asking you to do, eventually decrease is going to come to your life. He'll take what he's given to you and tap somebody else on the shoulder and say, I need you to do this now. This person didn't respond. And obviously, God would never bring up the name of that person. I'm reminded of the time when Brother Keith Moore was talking about how, how he found out about a minister friend who had uh, uh, need of, I don't know, several Hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I don't remember what it was for, but, you know, Brother Keith knew about it. The guy had just come to him and to join with him in prayer, and, and he went to the Lord, and he said, God, do you want me to sow into this man's ministry? And the Lord said to Brother Keith, no, I'm dealing with others to sow into his life. I'm dealing with others. So Brother Keith said, okay, I just joined my faith with him that, it was, that was gonna, you know, he was going to get the, what he needed. And it said, I don't remember the time frame, it was like a month or so later, the Lord came back and tapped him on the shoulder. I said, I need you to now sow into that man's life. I want you to sow everything he needs. And Brother Keith said, well, Lord, I'll do that. And he goes, why are you asking me to do this now when before you told me not to do it because you had some others? And he said, because those others never responded. But I knew you would be found faithful. See, that's what it's about. 
to have God tap you on the shoulder and says, I know you're faithful. I know you'll do it. Doesn't that speak volumes to your heart? Don't you want to be found faithful? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And this principle works in all areas of our lives. It works in all areas. Listen, are you, I, I want everybody to pay attention. Listen to this. If you're not faithful with what you have and the opportunities you're given, you can't expect to receive more. For example, and this is huge. This is so big. I want you to listen. If you're not faithful to walk in the light of the revelation that you get from God. In other words, you come to church and you hear a word from, from, from your pastor anointed by the Spirit that enters your heart and that revelation just starts to bounce off the walls of your heart by the Spirit of God. And you know that's God, that's God, that's God, that's, you're speaking to me right now. I see that, I got the light on that, I've got that revelation. But you never do anything with it. You never do it. You never put it into practice. Why should you expect to receive more revelation from God? I'm telling you, this is where a lot of Christians are as well. Sometimes people get to a place in their, in their, their walk with the Lord where their wheels are kind of like spinning in the mud. Or, or better yet, it's like somebody has taken a, a wet blanket and thrown it over their, their hearts. And they're not able to get revelation from God any longer. It's not because God's not wanting them to have greater revelation. But why is God going to give you more if you haven't first done the things that he's already shared with you and showed you before? See how I'm saying that? That's why, again, whatever God is telling you or whatever God has told you, go back. That's the good thing about God. It's still there. I said it's still there. All you got to do is go back, pick it up again, and do it. Raise the smile real big. Because, see, this is really good word. I said this is a really good word. I'm telling you, I want to see increase in all of your lives. I want to see you guys blessed beyond measure. Blessed beyond measure. I got caught up with the kids out there for a moment. Hallelujah. It happens. And it will happen if you're found faithful. You know, it's, it's so funny because I've actually heard people say this. I, I, I sometimes wish pastor wouldn't bring the word so strongly because, see, sometimes I, I, I hear it and I, I, I see it, but I really don't want to do it. Because it just, just it involves change in my life, making some adjustments in my life. I kind of like the way things are right now. I kind of like the way I'm living my life. Well, then stay living the way, stay living the life you're living. Stay the way you're living your life right now. I said it right anyway. The point I'm trying to get across is this, guys. You've got to have an attitude of, Lord, show me what the word says. Reveal the truth. To me by the spirit of truth. I expect to receive that revelation in my heart. And when I get that revelation, I, by your grace, am going to step out and do it. Be found faithful to do it. Then guess what happens when you become a doer of the word? Like I said during my praying earlier, you're blessed. But also God opens up more revelation to you then. I love 
getting revelation from God. Amen. I love when the revelation is coming in and, and more and more and more. But God doesn't want us to just be like a big old balloon that keeps getting bigger, 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 bigger. And we're just sitting there and we don't ever do anything with it. He expects us to take what we get and give it out. He expects us to take what he puts in us and do it. Everybody here this morning. Amen. You've got to be found faithful. You've got to be found faithful. Everybody say, I'm faithful. I'm going to close with this story. All right? Brother Keith Moore again. He shares about the time. Just looking to see if this is where I want to close or not. I got through three pages there, buddy. Mm. But he tells the story about the time he was asked by Kenneth Hagin. I mean, where Kenneth Hagin is. If you're not familiar with it, who he is, I mean, he's the one that founded Rama Bible Training College and was used mightily. He was 75 years in the ministry, I believe it was. Something like that. Isn't that it's amazing <laughs> having that many years in it? But he's since gone home to be with the Lord. But anyway... When uh, Brother Keith was there, he was asked to take over as the main teacher at healing school. Take over from Brother Hagin. And he was intimidated by it. You know, who wouldn't be? Have to follow, follow Kenneth E. Hagin. And, and, you know, who had a, the, you know, was used by God mightily in the area of healing. But so anyway, what he did, he said he went before the Lord and he began to call out to God. God, I need a stronger anointing. God, give me a, a, a stronger anointing. I need a stronger anointing. I need a stronger anointing. I need a stronger anointing. And he said he would just, he was just speaking this out. He said hundreds of times, I need a stronger anointing. I need a stronger anointing. I need a stronger anointing. Lord, I need a stronger anointing. And he said finally when he got quiet for a moment, he heard this word rise up in his heart. Faithfulness. And he said, well, God, that's a great thing. Uh, I, I, yeah, faithfulness. Faithfulness is a great thing. And when I, when, when I have the time, I'll go and do a study on, on faithfulness. But I need a stronger anointing, God. I need a stronger anointing. I need a stronger anointing. i got to go out there and pray for people who are dealing with uh, terminal illnesses and, and, and all these sicknesses and diseases. And I, I'm, I'm following in the footsteps of Brother Hagin here. I need a stronger anointing. I need a stronger anointing. I need a stronger anointing. And finally, it got quiet again. And God said that same thing to his heart. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. And finally, he asked the Lord, he said, okay, Lord, I know that you're speaking to me. I know you're, ask, you're talking to me about faithfulness. So he says, what are you trying to get across to me? Now, I want you to get this. The Lord began to speak to his heart, and he said to him, son, everyone receives an anointing when they're filled with my spirit. How many know that's true? Acts 1.8 says... Uh, uh, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then 1 John 2 says, we have an anointing from the Holy One. So Jesus says to Brother Keith, everyone receives an anointing when they're filled with my Spirit. Then he continued to say, many have done nothing with that anointing. Why would they need more? And finally the Lord said this to him, and this is really what I wanted you to catch. Be faithful. Be faithful with what you have, and I will increase it. Did you hear that? Jesus said to him, Be faithful with what I have, and I be faithful with what you have, and I will increase it. Friends, faithfulness always brings increase. Faithfulness always brings increase. Faithfulness always brings increase. 
I want to say it again. Faithfulness always brings increase. There's some of you, some of you in here today. I'll just say it. Casey and Cassie. Those guys have got our backs. I'm just using them. There's other of you in here that I would, I mean, you're so faithful to this church. And I'm so thankful for all of you. But those two have been so faithful to us. And the way God has been bringing increase to them, it amazes me. I mean, it's like Cassie, when she first started coming to this church, if you could have seen her, she, she, she was a shy little girl. She did not speak that much. But now she's become a preacher girl. She's sending us stuff all the time or getting on the phone and preaching to us. There's just something, there's increase that's coming. Casey's always, I mean, I call Casey about everything. My car wouldn't start the, the other day. Who do I call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> I called Casey. What do I do? He said, just do this, do this. Okay, it worked. Thank you. Bye. Hallelujah. But see, that's, that's, it's so important for all of you. You know, you should, be, you should want to be known as someone who's faithful. Did you hear that? It's the, I used to, I used to uh, um, this is a word for you right now. You need to hear this. I used to say, God, I, I, I remember this. I was talking to Matt Gober. And this was when he was still here on the earth. And he had come up here and he was ministering here and everything. And I was talking to him and I said, Brother Mac, it just seems like my plate is always full. It's always full. It's, I've got so much going on and, and it just seems like more is coming on my plate. And he says, you want to know why, Daniel? It's because you're faithful. Faithful ones will always have plates full because God can count on them. And so when you feel like your fa- plate is full, it's because you're being found faithful in what God's asking you to do. And sometimes it seems like, God, how can I do this? Just know that God's grace is sufficient for you. I said, just know that God's grace is sufficient for you. How many want increase in your life? How many, I, mean, I, I mean, I want increase in my life. I don't want to stay the same. I definitely don't want to see my life decreasing. I want greater, I do want greater anointing. I, I, I truly am of the mindset that this, God's going to use this man to do the miraculous. I've, he's already used me on many occasions. Just to be able to lead someone to the Lord, of course, that's the greatest miracle of all. But my, I, I, I firmly believe that God's just getting started with me. There's those words again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it's not because I am so great. It's simply because I am endeavoring to be found faithful. I'm saying, God, I'm willing to do this or do that or whatever it takes. You know what I said to God? I said, God, if you need me to let go of my salary and go back to work a secular job, I'll do it. And you know what he said to me, Daniel, do you think I've diminished in power? Do you think that I can't keep you anymore? He has kept us. I have never had to work a day, a secular job since I've been here. He's been able to keep us. So you think all of a sudden now it's not, he's not able to do that? Does that compute in your heads like it, it didn't compute in mine? There's just no way. That's not the way God operates. God is able to keep us. God wants to increase us, to bless us, 
But it's up to us to do our part and be found faithful to do whatever he's asking us to do. Even if it seems insignificant, you've got to say, God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with all my heart. I'm going to do it as unto you. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, whether it happens tomorrow, next week, next month, 10 years from now, I'm going to still be found faithful. And I know you shall reward me. I know increase is coming in my life. Hallelujah. Glory. God, see, when I get to heaven, I'm going to be able to really do a kick. But anyway, never mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Are you guys catching this? Now, next week when we come back together, I want to start to share with, the, share with you some of the attributes that make God faithful. Some of his faithful attributes. I'll say it that way. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but you see how I'm saying that. Probably not, because I don't even know. She just started to laugh when I said that. <laughs> anyway, there are attributes of God that make him faithful. And you're going to see that those very same attributes are attributes we need in our lives if we're to be found faithful. Okay? And I'm, you really don't want to miss this, because it's going to be good. Something that I believe will bless everybody in here. Amen? Glory to God. Well, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, I thank you right now for the word that has come forth. We have seen in your word, Lord God, that you desire to bring increase into our lives. You desire.